I forgot how we begin these things. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we just kind of flow into it like uh, like a cup of water. A cup of water, like a, like a cup of water, like a like sand in the wind. That's a reference to um, Bill and Ted. Anyway, um, hello everybody. Welcome to the podcast, uh, the productivity podcast specifically. It's me. Um, Rob or robot, whatever you want to call me, and uh, I'm Alex. It's, uh, it's it's great that you're that you're listening again. Uh, it's kind of funny that you hesitated for a second to, <laughs> to think about your name there. Yeah, no, because because it's like um, especially after this weekend, I went to a concert and um, everyone was calling me by my actual name, and it's and now it's like a weird kind of thin line between people online knowing my real name and not. So it's like where do I even? I don't really know where to go with it. But Alex over here calls me Rob, and I really like that. So I'd like to keep that for the podcast. <laughs> so, right, we have a lot to talk about today because we um we both read Atomic Habits, and also I read The Power of Habit. So this is basically like a review episode of both of those books, which yes. is going to discuss the contents <clears throat> and things. Not really anything in depth or specific, because there's a lot of... I noticed there was a lot of like really good, important lessons that I learned reading these books, which we will probably have to go in depth win in win in depth in in uh, another episode. Like there's just like every now and then you'll just find a word like Keystone Habits, and it's just there's so much to dig into it and figure out what that is and how it can help people. So we'll scratch the surface here. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 way that I've imagined about how i want to, how i want us to talk about uh about these books is that um we, we first talk about atomic habits that's the thing that's the book that we both read uh and at, at a certain point um um you know you, you've read the power of habit uh and you can enlighten the conversation Absolutely, with your yeah. in-depth knowledge of atom of uh, the power of habits it's like i have a different perspective based on it it's like um alex over here has read atomic habits and it's fresh in his mind meanwhile i am um, i meanwhile i read it a few months ago or so i can't remember when it was actually and um and i've read the power of habit finished it this morning it took me several hours to finish it yeah yeah so uh first things first the the, the thing that i've noticed in atomic habits is that um there's free resources that you can download from the from the website did you ever get to uh get to download these and, and use these for yourself actually i um i was trying to do that last week and um no like the week before i think it was and i just didn't get around to reading all of it but i have them all like downloaded and it's on my to-do list right now even <laughs> though it's very late all right because uh i i literally just printed out oh wow uh, uh the, the habits <laughs> scoreboard is that Sounds like special paper. It's it's a little thicker than usual, okay. Uh, because it it's it's gotta hang on my wall for a couple of months. I see. I was like poster paper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've I've got the habit scoreboard printed out, and the habit tracker, and the reason why I have only these two two printed out is because, well, I first wanted to get started on. You know, get it getting through my daily habits and tr kind of reviewing what I'm, what what I think of it, what what I, 
yeah, what I want to gain and lose in those habits, and then um, you know use the book as 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 reference um, to try to uh, how do you say that kind of orientate yourself yeah to, to kind of orientate myself into to get to get myself into the the, the right direction um i i remember looking through these and there are a few like basically chapter long details on like extra things to know and i just those are the bits i didn't read but i did notice the ones you're talking about they're kind of like small enough to be kind of i guess posters they're not like designed well they're basically like a paragraph followed by like a table or something to just give you like an extra small thing to just kind of remind you of habits and how they work. I think there should be a link in the show notes and where you can actually, you can sign up and you can get these emailed to you as well. Um, it will, it says it throughout the book as well. Uh, but, um, that's definitely worth doing if you want to have, if you want yeah, to check these things yeah. out. And, and you know, I, I want to add to that, that if, if you decide to use these materials provided by uh, on the, on the website, also read the book because reading the <laughs> yes. book is really going to give you in-depth an in-depth look about the thoughts that's that's gone behind these things Absolutely, and yeah. also the the methodicity trying to change your habits trying to change your choices throughout the day and on the note of that i um i kind of like realized that atomic habits like the goal of it is it's kind of like a, a no fluff no nonsense instruction guide it gives you everything you need to know in all the different ways you can know it, like examples and stories and practical information. And it, it just basically lets you on your way knowing the information. Yes. So that's what Atomic Habits does. And I see why everyone likes it. You know, what I want to add to what, you're, to what you were saying is that I didn't really get the idea that it was an instruction guide. But now that you've mentioned it, I think that that, that term is fits really well with what this book actually is because uh, usually when when you read a book that is non-fiction you might get the idea that it's that it's very dry or theoretical but this is actually very practical and uh, throughout the book it it excites you to get into action to, to actually do something with it mm, yeah i at the very beginning before we decided to read any either of these the power of habit was in the library that i work at and I really like the idea of habits. I mean, I like the idea of productivity. So I was like, I'm going to read this book. And I started reading it and I was getting like really into it. And I, you know, I'm thinking it's because I just like habits and I'm reading atomic habits. And I remember like near the end, at the end of certain chapters, it gives you a kind of like a, what have you learned this chapter? It's kind of like a basic, these are the different things about habits you've learned. And I was reading these and I was just kind of thinking like, it doesn't, really it, it looks like i've read these and i don't actually understand them and i feel against trying to put them in my life because i don't really know what's going on with them and when i was reading the power of habit i realized a few chapters in why exactly i liked it so much and it's because the power of habit focuses on stories atomic habits is an instruction manual and when you're reading the power of habit it has much less information on like how to do habits etc but it gives you all these really interesting stories they suck you in really far. And then right at the end, like at the climax, it explains to you how habits actually did these things. And it like inspires you basically. Atomic Habits is an instruction manual and Power of Habit inspires you to actually make the change. And that is why I love this book so much. I genuinely love this book. There's definitely something about what you said that I've noticed in, in Atomic Habits as well. Um, 
you know, from my perspective, uh, Atomic Habits is the first book that I've ever read about habits. And I, I think that it really does the job well of taking you as a reader down the path of the, the usefulness of habits. Mm. And uh, somewhere in the first chapters, there's uh, uh, a couple of reasons about why, why habits are good and why you should invest in, in creating a good habit. I thought to myself, wow, I, I didn't even realize that these that I could have these thoughts about habits, about that, for example, uh, you, you could have the idea that living from habits limits your freedom, while the exact opposite is, is the case. That if, you're, if you lead a, ga- a chaotic life, you, you have l- much less freedom than you, than you actually think. Is this like the whole thing of everyone's lives is completely governed by habits? And once you understand that there are habits and you can control them, you can then control your life. Uh, not really. It's it's like one step back from from that. It's it's the realization that habits are actually a good thing, and that uh, living according to to patterns. I I guess that living according to patterns is a, is a good thing in your life. Mm. Yeah, it, it gives you less. Uh, like when you're driving, you don't really think about what you're doing, and that just basically makes the task a whole lot easier. Um, whereas when you're doing something more complicated, like, uh, or like, um, I think a good way of saying it is like riding a bike or something. So, um, there was this good, um, Veritasium video and he's explaining how you don't actually know how you're riding it. And by that they tested, like, if you have it so you can only move the handlebars one way, people were like falling off, but you'd be thinking, but if you're moving that way, surely that's fine. No, because what you don't realize is that you actually move one way and then you move the other. It's like such an ingrained unconscious thing that just happens and that just makes everything easier. So you don't have to think consciously about it. I think I've seen that video as, as well. Is, is that the one where the, 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 um, uh, the mechanics of the steering wheel is reversed? Um, it's one where they... Well, if you steer to the right, the wheel goes to the left. No, no. It's one where someone actually has like a remote control and they can change... Make it, they've locked like which way the handlebars can turn. Oh, okay, okay. I've been in show notes. Yeah, 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 that's good, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so, th- 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 that was basically the first impression that I got from the book is that, is that, that habits are good and living according to habits uh, is a good thing. And, you know, even before I read about the, 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 the methods and the. Um, I think you could also say the categories according which to think about habits are explained in the book. Um, the question in me rose up is is like, how do you determine if a habit is good or not? I think there was that one bit in the book where it was saying like, write a list of things you do in the morning and just like tick off whether or not they're good or whether or they're bad. And then you can kind of like try to, I guess, reorganize your morning accordingly to make things better. Is that kind of like the idea of what you're talking about? Yeah, kind of. I guess it was more of a of a moral question uh, about the the about morality in general. So so maybe I, I'm I'm thinking a little too deeply about it. Um, I tell you what, let's talk about like kind of like the core of habits quickly because something I've had in my mind, I can't remember if this was only in the power of habit, but there were like these pictures and kind of explains on how exactly just the very simple term of how habits work. And that is cue, action, reward. Uh, do you remember this? Is this in the book? I can't remember. Yes, but I think it has four 
different uh, oh, four yeah. faces. What were uh, the four faces? Let me find it because I, I've, I've got that. I've oh, got I got all, it. All these... Cue, craving, craving, response, uh, reward. Yeah, it, it's at, at, at the exact same moment that I found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, indeed, yes. So I think an example for this is um, how toothpaste works. So it's a good habit to do twice a day, which, you know, it's good to use toothpaste, right? This isn't a marketing thing, but it was originally a big marketing thing. So the idea is um, they originally said like, oh, there's a, there's a line of film on your teeth and the way to get rid of it is by using this toothpaste brand. And so the idea is you would run your your tongue along your teeth and you would realize, mm, yeah, I, ne- I have a problem here. I'm going to have to use some toothpaste to get rid of that. And what they added into the toothpaste, which they didn't actually realize at the time, was chemicals. Chemicals that um, stimulate your gums and make you feel like you're actually cleaning them. It doesn't give you any anything extra. It literally just convinces you that it's working. It's just, just for the feeling of it. Just for the feeling. Just for oh the my feeling. Gosh. It's like the way that... Um, or uh, what was it? Febreze? It originally started as... It literally just removes odors. And you would think... Holy cow! They're on a gold mine, but it wasn't working. That's re- that's probably why toothpaste is so darn expensive. Maybe just because there's so many <laughs> chemicals on it. But um, what they realized with uh, Febreze, um, and it's really lovely reading this book and just like hearing this entire story pan out. Um, what happened in the end was they were watching videos of people who who actually were using it, and. Um, so the idea was it created a queue, a queue of like smelly room or like dirty room. In this case, it was dirty room. You clean it up and then it smells nice and it's a reward. It's a habit. You've you created a habit. Um, but the reason why the removing of the smells didn't work is because people just go nose blind. They don't actually smell it. So what they've actually done instead is make people clean up their room and then as a reward, they make it smell nicer. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, there, there's so there's so so many patterns in my own life that I that 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 work according to those principles. And that, that that's kind of what I was thinking about when uh, when Atomic Habits talks about the the methods or the categories along which to think about habits. Because, for example, I've learned that if I go and get groceries while I'm hungry, um, I've I, I am bombarded with cues. Um, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm already craving when I go into the um, into the supermarket. But I, I've I've had the queue. I'm I'm craving for food, and I'm going into the supermarket. And my response is buying lots of food, and then um, junk food, even. And then the reward is getting getting a sugar rush. While I, the way I've learned to deal with it for myself is that uh, you first eat before you go in there. Uh, uh, you've fulfilled your your craving, uh, and and thus the reward is that uh, you don't spend any unnecessary amount of money on unhealthy food. This is kind of like um, it basically like taps into the definition the uh, definition of insanity. And at the very end of a power of habit, it actually like did a little like tell it, telling you the ways you can do it, the ways you can actually meander these things, and what you just said literally is like a way of doing this. Um, I think a big thing about habits, you know, and especially it was saying in the power of habit, was um, you can't remove habits. They are like always like dug down deep in there. But what you can do is you can overwrite them. 
So whereas someone, for example, uh, there were some more stories in there about uh, someone who used to smoke and like had a really like unhealthy life. And then at some point they just like flipped it on its head and they replaced all of their habits with better ones. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So the cue being like feeling stressed, you instead go for a run, get the same reward. Yeah. What it makes me think of is that, well, I want to lead a, a happy life and in order and, and in order to lead a happy life, uh, I want to be healthy. Thus I, I want to go to the gym to lose, to lose, to lose weight. Uh, and so you, you give yourself the goal of, uh, you know, losing a, a certain a certain amount of weight by some some arbit arbitrary eh. yeah yeah I, I get what you're saying. It's like making a goal. The way that James Clear describes it is is that you tap more into the uh, a, a deeper layer behind all these things and is makes makes you ask the question: uh, Who do you want to be? Uh, what's your identity? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I was um, uh, after I had read that, uh, I thought to myself, well, for example, I'm a, I'm a courier. Uh, I drive a lot, and there's so many McDonald's along the road, <laughs> so many, and constantly you're bombarded with queues to to go and 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 get a hamburger, for example. But of course, I, I can I can tell myself, well, um, I'm just going to keep on driving and uh, try to fulfill my needs that that I you know bring my own bread, for example. I can tell myself I'm not a person that eats junk food and try to live according to that principle. Now, I found out that it's not as easy uh, as it sounds. I can tell myself that I'm not a person that eats junk food, but I still I still know that I like it. So th there's still some amount of work that I need to do in, in order to tackle this. Mm, yeah, I think the example it gave was like, if someone offers you a smoke, you don't say, I'm trying to quit. You instead say, I'm not a smoker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't actually connect very well, but it, it really reminds me of this thing on communities that it, that the power of habit was talking about. And it was talking about how, um, like, for example, Alcoholics Anonymous. So it's basically like, I think um, it's about belief and like accountability buddies and things. And the whole thing it was saying was um, like Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the ways it works so well is when people actually have a belief it doesn't really, it's not really founded a lot on sign, like scientific, you know, whatever you, I don't know how to, how do you say that sentence? It's not really a scientific kind of thing, but the whole thing is you have to believe that you can do it as well, as well as like actually doing the different things, replacing the habits and going to meetings and talking to people, surrounding yourself with people who you actually, who actually want to be better. And that can help you also try to be better talking about community i what i also like about atomic habits is that it creates an equal ground for everyone to lead a good life it basically says even if you're doing good or bad in life doesn't matter where you are in, in comparison to, so, to someone else you can always try to find a way out of it by by establishing good habits that actually make your life better and not make you get into the uh, in, in the downward spiral. Do you remember why it was called Atomic Habits? Uh, a, a little bit. I thought it was more of like big explosions. I wasn't really too sure, right? You know, you think of atomic bombs, but it was actually talking about atoms 
instead. I guess atoms are involved in atomic bombs. But the point is, is that all these atoms build up together and they create something bigger. And um, the point of atomic habits is to say that if you do all these little tiny things and you keep doing them and you do lots of them, they will eventually build up into something a lot bigger. And um, I think um, I think this book mentioned the cycling thing. I think there was something about cycling in both of them. But it was saying that um, it was like British cycling. Yeah, it was in one of the first chapters. Yeah, I think that was in the Parahab as well. So the, the idea was, was that... Um, the British cycling team was really bad to the point that like clothing manufacturers would refuse to do anything for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I find that's, that's so sad. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so what happened was someone came along and was like, all right, we're going to try and fix this. And so what they did is they just tried to find like all these like tiny little percent increases in all these different places. They have the same skill, all these, all these people, but instead they're trying to like fix everything else. Like, right down to, I think one of the things was, like, muscle temperature. Yeah, yeah. It's all those tiny changes that, that added up to the whole. I think that what they did with the, with the muscle temperature is that they had uh, heated clothing. Yes. Electrical heated clothing. Yeah, electrically heated. And they, they could adjust the temperature to the perfect muscle temperature as they wanted. There are, like, other things, like, figuring out the best, the optimum way of sleeping as well. One of them was like uh, painting the the inside of a van white, so they could easily clean things, like see what see where the specks of dust were, for example. Really, really small things in all these different places, to the point where they became like the best team. I think that's what happened, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it reminds me that um, I, I think in in Twelve Rules Rules of Life, Jordan Peterson mentions something like this. For example, that if you want things to change, that you reduce them to the, the tiniest step that you can possibly make. It kind of ties into mental health as well. That if you're uh, someone who tends to be alone a lot, that you try to to approach more people. And if you, if you find it difficult to approach more people, that you try to at least be among them. And if you find it difficult to be among them, that you invite someone over to your own house and, and you, you keep reducing that step until you finally met met a certain thing that you can actually do and it it's it's it surprises me how how common this principle is uh, along a broad range of topics because it the same principle works in getting things done as well i was thinking about um this was reminding me of um the roots of problems as well there was this bit about about infant mortality. And this guy came along and he was like, I kind of try and figure this out. And he ended up figuring out that it was because of early births. And the early births happened because of malnourished mothers. And the malnourished mothers happened because they were malnourished women. And the malnourished women happened because of they, they had a lack of nutrition education. And that was because of insufficient nutrition education in schools. And that was because teachers lack knowledge on, on nutrition. So they, what they did was they instructed teachers on nutrition better, and that stopped infant mortality. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's it crazy to think about it. That is crazy. Yeah. All these things that happen from all these little places that like add up. Yeah, but, but you know, the same is also true for the negative side of things. Oh. Uh, all the, the bad choices that you make add up to the whole. What we said before is that making bad choices over and over again makes that you land into this downward spiral. Mm. And 
it becomes easier to do bad things the the further you're down that spiral. And the same is also true for the the weight going up. It's about like doing the easier option. I think everyone probably knows about this. Um, just about the fact that it's easier to just see junk food than, than good food. You know, it's uh, about immediate um, gratification, like social media. This is the thing about habits. There's a really good side of it, which is if you can do it positively, it become it can become really, really good. But if you do it negatively, then exactly what you said about the downward downward spiral, you can just get into really bad places, essentially. And it makes me think of of, of also this other thing that uh, that James Clear mentions, and that's uh, I'm not sure what the name of it is, but the, I think it's called the Four Laws of Behavior Change. And it's like uh, obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying, or invisible, unattractive, hard, and unsatisfying. I've I've literally just found it in the book. <laughs> Habits are effortless when when you've got the, the those first things: obvious, attractive, easy, satisfying. Uh, but behaviors become difficult when when they are um, invisible, unattractive, hard, and unsatisfying. Mm, yes, exactly. So how can you convert it in order to do that? That's, yeah. yeah. How, how can I make McDonald's invisible along a public road? How would you say you do that? <laughs> yeah, how would I do that? I, I think I, I, I think the most easy thing is to literally look away. That's <laughs> fair, yeah. Just just act like it's not there. And and maybe, maybe make it unattractive by uh, bringing some food that I prepared myself. I could also leave my card at home so that I don't have any money to spend. Make it difficult, yeah. I think um, one thing here for me would be, like, bring your own lunch. So it's like, well, I got to eat this, otherwise it's food waste, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how does all of this tie up with the power of habit? What does the power of habit add on top of Atomic Habits? So what, what does it change? It, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it changes. I'd say, in fact, I'd say it has less than Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is more in-depth. But the thing which I did also notice about this book is it feels like as each chapter goes on, it's like something which is much more impactful. Like it started with something really interesting. This story about this guy called Eugene who um, had like a, a brain problem at some point and his memory just went. Like he would, he was like the guy from Memento who could only remember things in like five minute portions. And um, the way he worked was through habits. And it became like slowly but surely very, very clear. Like, for example, um, they, they realized he couldn't go out because otherwise he would just, you know, forget how to get home. He couldn't draw a picture of his house. But, like, for example, one day he just wandered off. His wife didn't know where he was, went out searching, I think called the police or something, came home. He was just sitting there watching TV. And it's like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. And it turns out what happened was he just went out for a walk, habitually just walked in a certain direction, just habitually knew his way home and made it home. And like, he would just <laughs> do random things like make bacon and eggs and stuff. And um, it's just because he had these ingrained habits. It wasn't a conscious memory. And I just That's thought that fascinating. was exactly so interesting that you can do all these... Uh, all these different things. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. So if we want to conclude everything that we've talked about, how would you do it? How would I do it? Um, always focus on three habits at a time. I think at least at least that much. Just find three things you want to try doing and you need to uh, find a specific... Um, oh, I'm realizing like in the middle of this, there's so much involved. Um, it's just a case of 
if you want to change something, figure out what's causing you to do it, what you're doing, and the reward that happens after it, and try to kind of like, I guess, meander it, try to figure it out, try to figure out what's happening, how to change it, um, just kind of be understanding and present of, of what you're doing. And uh, you can try and change things accordingly for the better. Yeah. Try to also think about who you are right now and who you want to be and try to see what, what the difference between those two things are and try to, 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 to stipulate, a, stipulate to, to plan a route towards it. But also watch out that you don't make don't make your steps too big try try to make like habits are there to challenge you in some sense but don't make it too difficult yeah yeah um i i feel like this is also like i guess keystone habits as well just like one habit which can just change a lot of different things like i think writing down plans for example i've heard that's a very good thing people actually were more likely to do things when they just like plan everything specifically um like all the all the little details and stuff yeah yeah all right. Yeah, there's there's so much more in these books. I do definitely <laughs> recommend reading both of them. Yeah, yeah. Just listening to a single podcast. I mean, we're talking about two books in what in a, what a half an hour podcast. It's it's uh it's very difficult. But I, I'm I'm really glad that I think I I also learned something about the power of habit as well. And I I like how you uh how you talked about how the the examples in the power of habit kind I, I really, of gradually become worse i really felt like matthew walker just like matthew walker talks a lot about um sleep and he just kind of like sit there and like listen to it i was just sitting there talking about all these things like wow i i feel good at talking right now i hope it came off well because <laughs> i did talk for it was like 10 minutes straight um uh, oh my goodness <laughs> hopefully this is like the this this podcast becomes like the cortex or something yeah, people. yeah. i just want to just like then actually um i just i i guess yeah this 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 podcast is like all talking about things for you to improve yourself and this is basically what happened with me in cortex seems to be great <laughs> <laughs> Yay, just, okay. that was a really bad segue anyway let's carry on anyway yeah <laughs> okay so Thanks a lot for listening to the r slash productivity podcast. The links and everything are in the show notes as well as the books that we've read. Uh, we want to thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Okay. Fare thee well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's see. Well, I, I don't see you come into the document just yet. The main document. Yes. Okay. And you've gone down to number nine where there's Peppa Pig. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, there you are. I, I see you. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I uh, met a vegan over the weekend and this is not an appealing sign <laughs> on their behalf. Um, you know, I, I think this, the, the hate for Peppa Pig was more for Peppa Pig than for pigs in general. But okay it's you hate peppa pig yeah we, we both hated peppa pig i think it's not what this was about this was just jokes oh okay this is dumb jokes nobody does you hate peppa pig well i think peppa pig is dumb <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, just a kid's show i know but i think it's dumb <laughs>